Hey, Jim Schultz here with you guys for the F-Cubed podcast. You've got to love your training, man. Like, it's got to happen. Like, you absolutely, unequivocally have to love what you are doing. Like, you need to look forward to your training. Like, it needs to light you up. It needs to get you excited. It needs to get you lathered up to get in the gym and get to work. Because if it doesn't, man, this game is already hard enough, guys. Like, this game is already challenging enough, right, to go from A to B to overcome the obstacles, to get where you're trying to go, to radically transform your physique, whether you're gaining muscle, whether you're losing fat, whether you're just trying to do things sustainably over time. Like these are all obviously pieces to the puzzle. And anyone who's serious about fitness probably, you know, goes after one of those pieces, one of those different pieces at different times in their training career. But if you don't love what you're doing, like one of two things is going to happen. A, you're not going to make it. Right? That's the most likely outcome. Or B, you're going to hate it, even though you do. And it's like, man, it doesn't have to be that way. right? Obviously, not making it, that's not desirable. Right? Like, obviously, not making it, that's not really what I'm signing up for. At least I didn't think I was signing up for. But even still, to hate the process, like, to just really, really, like, despise what you're doing every day, like, it's already so challenging, Right? You got to enjoy the process. You got to love your training. You got to have something set up such that you are just really, really ready to go when it comes to the training that you do every single day. I think that's something that a lot of people forget. And I'm guilty of this. And I'll share a little story from my early bodybuilding days here in a second. But there's no rule that says you get bonus points for making it harder. Like, you don't get a badge of honor the more that you suffer. That's not how it works. Although I think a lot of us actually behave as if that is how it works. Right? I think a lot of us kind of, you know, whether we take pride in it, whether we do wear it as a badge of honor, which I guess is kind of the same thing. I mean, whatever. I think a lot of us kind of view training, getting in shape, like actually, you know, kind of achieving our physical fitness goals, all those things. I think a lot of us view it as the more I can suffer, the sweeter the victory will be. Like the more that I have to endure, the sweeter the triumph is going to be on the other end of the road. And in some ways that's true. Like in some ways that's true. In a lot of ways that's true. But I think what a lot of people don't realize is you're going to suffer anyway. <laughs> like you don't have to go out of your way to intentionally make it more challenging, to intentionally make it harder, right? You don't have to voluntarily like try to amp up the difficulty level early on or really at any point. Like it's naturally going to do that itself. Like if you're really trying to get to, you know, single digit body fat levels or kind of reset your, your body fat's uh, natural settling point or pack on a lot of muscle over time or whatever, really get after it. You know, with your athletic goals, like you want to improve, you know, your, your jump or you want to improve your, your sprint time or you want to do whatever, like it's going to get hard. You don't have to go out and seek a difficulty level that you're not at right now. Like it's going to find you. Like, don't worry, it's coming for you. And so when it comes to kind of going out of our way to make things really difficult, I think a lot of people are guilty of this. Maybe not like, you know, the average gym goer, maybe not like your average fitness enthusiast. But I think people that are really serious, which, I mean, that's generally the crowd that I'm trying to speak to. Although, hey, if you are an average gym goer, 
you're an average fitness enthusiast and you are listening to the podcast here today, I love you too. I absolutely, unequivocally love you too. But it's the people that are really serious. Like it's the people that really like, all right, this is part of their lives. This is part of their lifestyle. Like they don't have to necessarily amp themselves up to get to the gym and those kinds of things. I think those type of people tend to make things harder than they need to be. Early in my bodybuilding days, I did exactly this. Like early in my bodybuilding days, this was maybe early 2000s or so. I had just discovered competitive bodybuilding. Like I know I've shared this story before, you know, in the early days of the podcast several years ago and whatnot, but I found Arnold Schwarzenegger's biography. I had just gotten into a car accident where I broke my leg. I lost the hearing in my right ear, you know, the things that would stay with me forever. I mean, obviously the hearing loss, my, my leg's feeling pretty good these days. I mean, it was 22 years ago, but a huge, huge event in my life, right? So I was like shacked up in my, uh, my mom, one of my mom's extra bedrooms, actually the bedroom I grew up in as a little guy in Detroit. And I found, I discovered Arnold Schwarzenegger's biography and I read his biography and it got me so excited. It got me so fired up. Well, one of the things that Arnold said in his biography that really, really resonated with me, he said, my approach to nutrition was very simple. If it tasted good, I didn't eat it. If it didn't taste good, I ate as much of it as I possibly could. And so I read that. I mean, keep in mind, it's like 2000, right? Like late 1999, like early 2000. I'm like, yes, that's what I'm going to do. Like, it's so simple. It's so easy. It's so obvious. Like asparagus, yes. Broccoli, yes. Lima beans, more please. Right? Brownies, cookies, cakes, absolutely not. And so what I ended up doing was I ended up suffering quite a bit. I ended up suffering quite a bit. I ended up making it really difficult. But not only that, I had kind of trained myself to believe, erroneously so, that if I wasn't suffering mightily, then I wasn't going low enough with my calories. There was more I could do. There was more I could suffer. There was harder I could push. I wasn't going long enough with my cardio. 30 minutes, it's not enough. An hour, it's not enough. Two hours, it's not enough. I didn't take enough of my sets to failure when I was training. Like these are the types of things I would think about. This is the type of mindset that I had when I was early on in my bodybuilding days. And that's all well and good. I mean, it taught me a lot about discipline. It taught me a lot about sacrifice. It taught me a lot about delayed gratification. You know, some skills that have really helped me a lot, you know, in the last most recent 20 years of my adult life. But it also kind of set me back in a lot of ways. And it also started to instill these damaging habits. Damaging habits where I really felt like it was all or nothing. Like you're either all in or you're all out. Like there is no middle ground, which is absolutely false. And that is completely, completely untrue. I always felt like I had to be in competitive bodybuilding shape. Like I always really felt like, man, I gotta, I gotta look the part. I gotta be lean. I gotta do whatever. If I'm not, I'm failing. If I'm not, I gotta try harder. If I'm not, you know, I'm just, I need to suffer more, all those things. And then lastly, I didn't always love the process. To get back to, you know, kind of the idea of loving your training. I didn't always love the process. I really, I really truly didn't. I mean, I loved bodybuilding and I loved the training, you know, from the very beginning of, you know, kind of my bodybuilding journey. But because of this mindset and because so much of it was just heavy, heavy, heavy suffering in the world of fitness, right, voluntarily so, I just, I didn't always love the process. I really just treated it as a means to an end. Like I really just treated it as, you know, kind of like my ticket to what I, where I was trying to go. And what I was trying to do. And so as a result, I didn't really love my training. And so I kind of, you know, I referenced a couple of minutes ago. I'm like, hey, if you don't love your training, 
you know, if it doesn't get you excited, like either one of two things are going to happen. A, you're not going to make it, or B, you're going to kind of hate it while you do. Well, I kind of fell into that second camp. Not making it was not really an option for me because once I got involved, I, I, I really, truly, I saw some transformations and, you know, kind of changed my, my life from growing up as a really, really big kind of obese, made fun of, you know, fat kid in the group, that kind of stuff. And so that really wasn't going to happen. But I did, without my even really knowing it, fall into that second group. And I was like, man, like, wow, like, I, I don't always love this. Okay, in fact, sometimes I kind of hate this because it is so hard. It's like, man, there's only so many lima beans that you can stomach before you're like, okay, I think I'm all set on the lima beans, right? And so, but w when I went into it, I had the mindset of, you know, I really need to maximize my lima bean consumption. And that was just really, really difficult. And it's like, hey, don't cry about it. Just do it. Like, don't whine about it. Just do it. Like, no, no tears. Just get it done. Like all that kind of stuff. And again, there's some redemptive qualities that came out on the other side of that, but it also, I think it set me down uh, a kind of destructive and damaging path. And so it, it all kind of traces back to this idea of kind of loving what you do and loving how you train and loving your physical fitness regimen, right? And so if you're, you know, listening to the podcast here today, hey, welcome aboard. I'm glad that you checked us out today. I really hope that you're finding some value from kind of my, my random thoughts here, kind of unfiltered just kind of sharing with you guys what's on my mind and on my heart. If you don't love the process, you're going to do yourself a huge disservice. You're going to do yourself a huge disservice and you could potentially build very dangerous habits that you're going to have to fix later on. That you're going to, you're going to notice are causing some problems later on. Not to mention, you're either going to A, hate the process while you're getting there, or B, you're not going to make it. And a lot of people do fall into that second camp. A lot of people do fall into that not going to make a camp. And I don't want that to be you. Like, I want you to be lean. I want you to be fit. I want you to be healthy. I want you to be muscular. I want you to be all those things. I mean, that's, you know, what this whole podcast, the YouTube channel, all this stuff is all about. Loving what you do and loving your training process is a huge part of that. So, you know, to give you some practical things to think about, when it comes to your training, I'll talk about, I'll talk about training and then I'll talk about nutrition. When it comes to your training, there are so many different ways to splice that thing up. There is no one size fits all. There absolutely isn't. You don't have to do squats if you don't like doing squats. You don't have to do squats if you don't like, you know, if they, if they hurt your knees or they hurt your shoulders or they hurt whatever. Like you can probably do some type of squat motion, but it could be a hack squat. It can be a single leg Bulgarian split squat. It doesn't have to be a barbell back squat. It can be a front squat. It can be a safety squat. There's so many other ways to do that, right? If you don't love deadlifts, I mean, we can't really be friends, but if you don't love deadlifts, I get it, man. You got to do you, boo. If you don't love deadlifts, there's so many other things that you can do. Like there's so many other things that you can do. And so when you're setting up your training from exercise selection to the days of the week that you train <clears throat> to the days of the week that you train, you know, you can do upper body, lower body split. You know, do upper body Monday, lower body Tuesday, take Wednesday off. Do upper body Thursday, lower body Friday, take the weekend off. It's a great split. It's basically the split that I'm running right now. It's probably the split that I've run for most of my training career. I love it. I love it because, you know, you're training four days a week. That's plenty of volume. It's plenty of movement. It's plenty of, you know, training stimulus. Like you got all those things covered, but yet you have some intentional rest mixed in there to where maybe it's a totally, you know, total off day or maybe it's just like light mobility work or whatever. But upper body, lower body, upper body, lower body, you can do that. You can do full body three, four times a week. Hey, you can do a bro split. You can do a body part split. 
right? Chest on Monday, back on Tuesday, legs on Wednesday, so you take Wednesday off. Thursday, you got shoulders. Friday, you got arms. Take the weekend off. You could do that. You could absolutely do that. I don't know that it's you know optimal per se, but who cares, right? Who cares? If you love it, forget about optimal. Forget about what's best, right? Let's talk about what you're going to actually enjoy doing. And as you build up some momentum and you build up some kind of, you know, some wins uh, along the way, then you will start thinking about what's optimal. You will, you will start thinking about, okay, what is better? How can I improve? How can I get better? How can I do a little bit more? All those types of things. But man, if you don't love what you do, it's really, really hard to get to that point. You're always going to feel like you're trying to square a circle. Like you're always just going to feel like, man, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to fit this into a, you know, a hole that it just doesn't fit. It just doesn't work. Right? And so from a training standpoint, there's a million different ways that you could do this. From a nutrition standpoint, there's a lot of ways that you could do this too. You don't have to consume foods that you don't enjoy most of the time. So the way I did it early on as a young guy, right? Arnold Schwarzenegger quote, if it tastes good, I'm not going to eat it. If it doesn't taste good, I'm going to eat a ton of it. You don't have to do that. In fact, I strongly discourage you from doing that. I would like to dissuade you today from doing that or even considering that. Because it is going to build some really, really, really bad habits. It is going to start to classify food as being good or bad. And that's not good. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that at all. And so I would choose foods that you enjoy. At least, you know, some of the time or most of the time. Like if you love apples, then eat apples. If you don't like blueberries, then don't eat blueberries. Like if you love broccoli, then eat broccoli. If you don't like green beans, then don't eat green beans. Right? Like there's, there's no rule that says you have to have raspberries or you have to have asparagus or you have to have, you know, Yukon potatoes. Although I, I don't know anyone who doesn't like Yukon potatoes. That'd be super strange if you happen to fall into that camp. But hey, there's some really odd people out there. And so that might be you. I don't know. Either way, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, man. Find things that you like. Obviously, we're talking about a nutritional program here. So we're not talking about slamming Pop-Tarts all day long. We're not talking about, you know, running the ho-hos, you know, you know through, the, through the stack. Like, we're not talking about those kinds of things because you're going to have to make some sacrifices. You're not going to be able to get away with just a little Debbie's, you know, dawn to dusk, unfortunately. But still, even within the context of a healthy diet and nutritional choices, you can find things that you love. And so that when you wake up on any given day, any given Sunday, Willie Beeman style, you will look forward to your training and you will look forward to your nutritional strategy that day. And guys, man, I can't, I really can't tell you how valuable that is. I really can't tell you how valuable that is and how much that's going to help you when it does get hard because it's going to get hard. And if you're on the other end of, you know, the podcast here this morning and you've actually transformed your physique, you know what I'm talking about. If you're on the other end of the podcast this morning or afternoon or evening or middle of the night, whenever you happen to listen to your favorite podcasts, you know that, man, there's going to come a point when this is going to get really, really difficult. If you've been there and done it, you know that. If you haven't been there and you haven't done it yet, let me tell you, it's coming. Let me tell you, the storm, she's a brewing and there ain't too much you can do about it and there ain't too much you should do about it. It's not something you want to try to avoid. It's not something you want to try to run around. You just have to kind of run through it in a lot of ways. But you can be smart and strategic with how you set these things up on the front end. You can be smart and strategic with how you think about your training, nutrition, cardio, whatever. It's like, man, let me set this up in a way to where I really look forward to most of the things I do. Man, I really think you're going to set yourself up for a huge, huge 
bit of success coming your way. You're going to really, really tilt the odds in your favor. So that's what, that's kind of what this thing is all about. So that's it guys. That's it for the podcast here today. I really hope you guys got a little something from the, uh, from the show. If you guys want to subscribe or, or download the podcast or do whatever you do on podcast apps, I'm not as well versed in this arena as I am on like the YouTube channel, but anyway, do whatever you do normally on the podcast that you love. I would absolutely love that. And I will see you guys next time.